Welcome to our Harvest Valor podcast. My name is Mike Jonker. I'm one of the pastors here at Harvest, where Greg Laurie is our senior pastor. I'm really stoked that you joined us today, and our prayer is that God will speak to your hearts through our podcast. We have been going through the fifth book of the New Testament, the book of Acts, and Pastor Greg is teaching through the book of Acts on Sunday morning in a series titled Upside Down Living. The title of his message this Sunday was No One is Beyond the Reach of God, and you can check that out at harvest.church. Hey, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite types of books are biographies. When I was a kid, I liked going to the school library at John Adams Elementary School and check out biographies on guys like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Jackie Robinson, all the sports greats. And then there there were the frontiersmen like Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone and Lewis and Clark. And I still remember learning about Ben Franklin and Thomas Edison and Crispus Tux and those guys. I just glanced at my bookcase and I see biographies uh, of Theodore Roosevelt, John Wooden, Vince Lombardi, Sandy Koufax, Johnny Cash, Malcolm X, Steve McQueen, and about five uh, of Billy Graham, one by uh, Pastor Greg, uh, auto, uh, a biography by Billy Graham entitled uh, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. And I think I like biographies because they can teach us about life and history, but also inspire us to live lives that make a difference. And today I want to look at a guy, a little mini bio by the name of Philip. Now there are two Philips in the New Testament, one being the one of the 12 that Jesus chose. That Philip spent most of his time teaching and preaching about Jesus in Asia, and he was killed for it. That Philip was scourged and crucified like Jesus was. He made a big impact in areas like Phrygia and Hierapolis, which were prominent Greek cities in Turkey. The Philip we are going to look at today was one of the seven found in Acts 6. He was with Stephen and five others and were chosen by Peter and the others to serve the Greek women who were being neglected. And he went from serving the needs of the new Christian community being used by God to bring Jesus to Samaria. So let's, let me read Acts 8, 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. And he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture, which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And he who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this of, himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. And when they had come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities until he came to Caesarea. That's a great passage and a great story. Let me break a few things down here that really speak to me. So in Acts chapter 8, in verse 26, it says, The Lord spoke. God just spoke to Philip. God still speaks. It's an interesting thing when God speaks to us. Usually it's through his word. I mean, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says it's given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, we as believers, we completely rely on and trust in God's word, the Bible, to know God's heart, to know what God thinks about things. But sometimes God just speaks to our heart. It's a strong feeling or a conviction or an inspiration. It's like God whispers to our heart. But we have to be careful here because our own hearts can be a little deceiving. But God does speak to us, and it will never contradict his written word. It'll never contradict the Bible. But God speaks to our heart. And God spoke to Philip. And he told him, he said, Arise and go to the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. It was like a divine Surrey giving directions. My Surrey isn't always right, but God always is. And this wasn't exactly the nicest way to go because there were actually two routes from Jerusalem down to Gaza. One was more coastal and it was much, much nicer, but this one was a long and windy road in the desert. And if you've ever been to the desert around Jerusalem and in Israel, man, it's, well, it's hot and it, it's all you see is sand and hills for miles and miles. But it's interesting here because God spoke to Philip, but my second point is that Philip arose and went. Philip didn't vacillate. He didn't procrastinate. He got on with it, and he was obedient. He heard God speak, and he got on with doing what God said. So often we miss an opportunity, and we miss the blessing when we drag our feet obeying God. For me, early in my faith, I was slow to give regularly to God. I wasn't opposed to giving. I just wasn't disciplined. And through that, we've kind of struggled and I knew I should do better. And I knew I was robbing myself of God's blessing. And, uh, but I did change that. And, you know, God blesses us all the time. But some lessons are learned the hard way, right? What about you? Is there something God has spoken to you about that, you know, your let me pray about that clock is kind of run out. It's time to just do it. Sometimes God speaks to our heart and we just want to rationalize. We want to procrastinate. And we just need to do what God says. And Philip obeys, and he gets on his good foot, and he goes to Gaza. Another thing we need to remember is that there was a move of God happening in Samaria where Philip was. I mean, it was happening. People were coming to faith. He may have had some questions about the logic of going to the desert, but he went in faith, and he went obeying God. A while back, Pastor Greg was teaching on Sunday nights in Riverside. It was called Day 7. And there were bands coming out and there was great energy and people were coming to faith. It was like it was like a mini SoCal harvest every Sunday night. 
and everyone wanted to be there, and everyone was inviting their friends, and it was really incredible to see what was happening. And one of our pastors had let us know about an opportunity to go to to go to a juvenile hall, and this juvenile hall had asked some other churches and tried to get someone to come out to do a Bible study. They were actually asking for someone to come from a church to come into the county juvenile hall to do a Bible study, but I guess these other churches couldn't make it. But anyways, it came our way, and so this pastor had presented it to us, and I kind of you know dismissed it. I mean, things were firing at day seven, and I was a part of that and helping out, and and God just spoke to my heart and said, go to the desert. No, he didn't say go to the desert. He just spoke to my heart and said, I want you to go to Helicon and do this Bible study. And uh, I was a little conflicted by it, but I just thought, well, I feel like this is the Lord is saying this. So I ended up going there and ended up teaching a Bible study on Sunday night there to about 20 to 30 uh, young men, young guys, all from you know probably 14 to 18. And so we did a Bible study there for four years. In fact, we ended up doing two back-to-back Bible studies because there was another uh, institution that opened up down the street, and they asked us to come there too. And there were a lot of young guys that got saved through this. And uh, so it was a blessing. But God speaks to our heart, and we need to be obedient to that. So my third point is the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Go near and overtake the chariot, verse 29. So Philip runs up on this chariot, runs up on this treasurer of Candace, basically the CFO of Ethiopia. And I'm sure that uh, there was, you know, security around. They probably had swords drawn. Maybe it was a scary thing. But Philip came right up to him. And then in verse 35, the scripture says that Philip opened his mouth. And I thought this was interesting because obviously if you're going to talk, you're going to open your mouth, right? But it's interesting that it's here because sometimes it's actually hard to open our mouth and speak when God tells us to speak. I think that's why in Ephesians 6, uh, 19, it says that Paul asked for prayer that he might open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Sometimes we just have to jump in. It's like getting into a pool or getting into the ocean. You know how some people get into the ocean or get into a pool and it's like they kind of dip their toe in there and then they get up, you know, to their shins and then up to their knees and they kind of go in slow. And it's like, man, it's so painful to get into the water that way. It's like, just get in, jump in. And sometimes that's how we have to serve the Lord. Sometimes we just have to just do it, just go for it, be obedient, or just open our mouths and start sharing what God has laid on our hearts. And Philip began to preach Jesus. It actually says that he preached Jesus. And I really love that too, because it simplifies things for us. It's like when we're talking about, you know, our faith and we're talking about church or we're talking about God or whatever, it's like, get to Jesus, get to the point that Jesus died for them and loves them. You know, in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, It's kind of the gospel in a nutshell. It says that Jesus died for our sins according to Scripture, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to Scripture. You know, when we're sharing Jesus, we have to share uh, the fact that he's the Son of God. We have to share the fact that he was born of a virgin. We have to share that he died on a cross and he rose again, and that uh, these things are essential to the gospel. You know, things like We find in Romans 3.23 that we're all sinners, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Romans 5, 8, that says that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. These are all essential to the gospel. But we need to preach Jesus. We need to preach that he is the Savior, and he promised to give us eternal life. You know, the Ethiopian probably was blown away after Philip shared with him, after he explained to him that passage of Isaiah that was speaking about Jesus. And as they were talking, the Ethiopian says, what forbids me from being baptized? In verse 37, Philip says to him, if you believe with all your heart, and the Ethiopian said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he was baptized. Baptism is an outward expression of our faith. It's almost like a wedding ring on your finger, you know, and we're baptized because we're saved. We don't get baptized to be saved. It's an expression. It's a celebration of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the new life that we have in Christ. So the Ethiopian and Philip went into the water and he was baptized. Chapter 8 closes with Philip going and sharing Jesus in other areas. In fact, he ends up in Caesarea, which is a beach city. So I guess in the words of uh, that old uh, news commentator, Jerry Dumphy, he went from the desert to the sea. But listen, God will speak to our hearts and do amazing things if we only will be obedient to his voice. It could be something at home with your wife or maybe with your kids or even in your workplace. God has laid something on your heart. Maybe it's opening your mouth to share Jesus with someone. There is blessing in obedience, and you never know. Someone's faith might be impacted because you listen to God. So God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Pastor Mike. Until next time.